Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Molden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. Nothing much, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, it's been a lot. I feel like it's been a long week. It has been a long week. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I had a really long day on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday was one of those days where you're like, man, it's been a long week. And then you're like, wow, I'm only two days in. Only two days in. I feel like that. I feel like it's extremely psychological when you do that to yourself. It is 100, 100% psychological. psychological. I've been claiming to have a long week 48 hours into it. <laughs> not even, not even 48 not hours. Not even 48 hours, yeah. Yeah, I know, exactly. Um, I don't know. I feel like when I, well, this, I, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. When you, like, do, when you're not doing anything, time takes longer. I would agree. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's, like, a scale to where if you're not doing anything and then if you're doing, like, too much. Too much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, on Tuesday, I tried to do too much and it just, like, you know, it felt like I was just running nowhere. Yeah. Just yeah. running on a treadmill. Exactly. No, I, I totally understand. We should, uh, we should definitely shout out the Preds. Uh, we, we should. We should. should shout out the Preds, uh. What's it, 2-1? It is 2-1 in favor of the Winnipeg Jets. 2-1 Winnipeg uh, in the uh, series. They, and They play tonight. They play tonight. Thursday night. Yeah. Um, love hockey. Love the playoffs. I'm going to be honest. I don't watch seasonal hockey, but when the playoffs come around, like, we definitely, we definitely tune in. I, I feel like it's the same with basketball. Like playoff sports are just are just better than uh, like normal sports. Dude, there's too many games. How does anyone keep up with American sports? I don't know, man. I, I have no clue how 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 pe- unless it is your job, unless you're like Colin Cowherd, uh, or one of those one of the sports talks. You, or you like, work for the Titans. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't really know anyone. Special enough that works for the Titans, but I mean, if you were to, yeah. If you were to, I've heard that that is your job. Yeah, keep up. It is well, especially especially with baseball. You hear about teams going just like on crazy slumps, and that just like yeah, barely destroys your season. Yeah, is that what you're gonna say? I would say it barely matters because oh. there's so many games. Oh, because there's oh, I see. What I you're mean, okay. it can't yeah. it can destroy your season yeah, I mean, if, it's if too that long, yeah. if that happens in. September. Yeah. If that sure, happens sure. in May, if your t- if your team starts if your team starts out red hot, uh-huh. and you go like I don't know, twenty and five or you know twenty and ten. Yeah. Come October, that team might might not even make the playoffs. Oh, I know. 
Well, no, like what I was trying, what I was thinking is like you have like three games back to back to back, and if you have, if you, oh yeah, if that's you do a like good, really bad, point. like two weeks, that's like sometimes nine games. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. you injure hurt player out for a month, and oh, then yeah. your season is trash. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I guess there's an up and down to that, um, but yeah, we uh, rooting for the Preds. And come around NFL season, we'll be uh, we'll be getting the updates from someone who works for them. Yeah, we uh, yeah a pro pro Titans and pro Predators uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's true. Stand yeah. with us and uh, tighten up. Tighten up. Yeah, let's go tighten up. <laughs> um, okay, um, we'll hop into it. Um, I know we so yeah. We kind of have we kind of have one big story, but um, the the interesting thing about that story is I I'm not sure how many people know the background of that of that story. I think less people than you'd expect. I totally agree with you. I heard it. Well, I'll I'll, I'll wait to explain that. But um, go. Let's go ahead with this uh, this weird. It's a weird story about this, was it biotech CEO? Yeah, it was. So this is from Fox News. This happened one day ago. A biotech CEO injected himself with untested vaccines, uh, and he was found dead in sensory in a sensory deprivation tank. Have you heard of a sensory deprivation tank before? I, I have, actually. Uh-huh. I heard that you feel like you are in space, but if you stay in it too long, you can go insane. Yeah, you can, like, trip, I've heard, <clears throat> in certain, uh, in certain, um, environments, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I've heard it's really, I've heard it at a certain point, it's, like, very relaxing, and people do it to, like, clear their mind and think properly, probably, but, like... Say probably some crazy meditation if you can't hear, uh, like, yeah. see anything. And you're, like, weightless? That has to feel just insane. But I feel like at a certain point the brain would like freak out. Oh, surely, surely, surely at some point your body's like, all right, this doesn't time like like this yeah. was fun, but now <laughs> it's not so fun. <laughs> now we should probably get out. Um, but oh, sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Nothing. The uh, the vaccine he was tempting yep. was a was an unproven herpes treatment. Uh, okay, weird. So, Didn't it say he'd done this before with other things? He had. Um, he did. And he fully believed in, in his product. And, um, you know, at this time it didn't work out for him. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't care how much you believe in something <laughs> like... That's that's just really strange. Uh, it says it says here. I found it uh, in October 2017. He injected himself with an untested HIV treatment. Oh my gosh! So what was it with the this? I mean, well, I guess HIV is not totally sexually transmitted, but mostly. Mostly un yeah. un un uh um, currently untreatable though yeah. or uncurable. Yeah. Same with herpes. For sure, you could take. Medicine, but herpes is for life. Yeah, you don't um, have it. Once so, you have it, you have it. So, 
Now, I think it said there was no foul play involved. It does initially. no, it, no, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it. It yeah. sounds like he just took these vaccines and something went wrong and he died. Yeah, like like I said, this happened. This story came out one day ago, so I'm not sure if they know. Yeah, I'm sure they don't know a lot. All I, the details. It said he was found in a, you know, in the uh, in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um. The that that where he was that specific form of sensory deprivation involves a person lying in a sensory deprivation pool filled with Epsom salt, allowing the person to float. Yeah. So I'd be interested to know if he like freak with sorry freak frequented this sensory deprivation. I'm I don't know if the company owns it or what the deal is. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to see if my guess is yes. Because I have heard that people are people are beginning to use those as like a way to I don't know gain ideas and think think more clearly right because well, I mean when you're I'm sure if you have enough money you could uh yeah get I, your hands on one of those yeah it sounds like it um well yeah that's I just I came across that la- I think dude I think it was last night I read it like right when it was released I think the the article and uh, yeah just weird strange dude pretty pretty weird strange stuff I appreciate the commitment the passion to what he was doing again not sure that I would test HIV or herpes medication on myself though vaccinations my thing is though like. What what were you trying to address by injecting it? I guess he was trying to address that it doesn't infect you, right? By injecting a not fully tested vaccine. I get well. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, if like you're a CEO, so obviously you've like. You know what's up. You're an expert. Yeah. You, you I mean, you think. we'd like to think so. But, like, instead of taking, like, the, I don't know, the the right track, this guy chose to, like, inject himself with stuff that was not entirely safe. I mean, yeah. yeah. He, like I said, I'm sure he, I'm sure he believed it. No, I'm totally sure. Yeah. What he was doing, but, uh. Unless he was just <clears throat> a little nuts. I don't know. On a on a brighter note, yeah. Um, I read this story. I think it was in. I think it was in a Playboy article, a Playboy magazine. Actually, how a uh, Viagra got its start is they were they were testing it, and like no one there and they're at a conference in front of a bunch of scientists, and I, th- I think it was one of the scientists or maybe like the founder of the company, basically like took a Viagra in front of like the whole conference and basically was just like, look, it works. <laughs> it just just like oh my just just like had had an erection in front of like all of these scientists and people were like oh oh my god like you've you've actually done it like you've actually figured it out um d- dude viagra originally was not a male enhancement pill oh what it was not no it was not created for um for that it says um British Pfizer scientist Peter Dunn and Albert Wood create, this is in 1989, create a drug called 
sildenafil citrate that they believe will be useful in treating high blood pressure and agina, a chest pain associated with coronary heart disease. So it has to do with blood flow, mm-hmm. which it always makes sense. it always has to do with blood flow. <laughs> yeah, no, I had heard it's not originally been used for, but I did. I I'd never heard that story before. I'll need to I'll need to find it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, interesting. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Well, we, uh, I came across a couple things, um, in the past few weeks. Um, so we all know about Cambridge Analytica. I hope all, so. If all, you, if you read yeah. the news. If you, ha- yeah, if you haven't heard about Cambridge Analytica, um, not sure what you've been up to, but, um, check it out. Um, anyway, we are, um going to talk about uh, not the Facebook thing because I feel like everyone under the sun has talked somewhat about that but I this story was brought to my attention um, through another podcast I was listening to um, and it is the story of Channel 4 News in um, England and they went undercover and they filmed Cambridge Analytica um, executives talking about their ability to basically disrupt political yeah disrupt political um, Campaign. elections yeah. campaigns by using um, analytical like data that they've other mined or bought yeah to um, kind of reach voters and sway voters and market different material. But beyond that, they um, they claimed that they were able to um, use bribes. They claimed that they were able to um, take advantage of ex-MI5, MI6 agents spies to influence elections as well as even like um use i guess they're called honey traps which is basically like um using women as like yeah so they would like age old age old tactic (laughs) the age old tactic they would use they would basically send or in this scenario they would send women to like um the room or whatever, wherever they are, of a politician and then film them with these women and then use it as, like, a blackmail tactic. Man, that's cold. That's... It's cold. Life uh, <laughs> life comes at you fast. God, I would never, ever, 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 ever want to be a politician. Could you imagine getting... I mean... Yep. No, me neither. It'd be, it, when you enter the public arena, you are... Basically putting your life on display to be harassed and criticized and honey-potted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, man, I don't know who... After this, after the Donald Trump thing and, like, this Cambridge Analytical thing and just, like, all the shit that has come out about Donald Trump and, like, some of these other politicians, who wants, who wants to do that job? 
Who wants to have their life literally torn apart by the media? People that love power. I mean, dude, it must be worth it. It must be worth it. Otherwise, I don't know how any rational person does it. It must be. Like, yeah, I, I just can't wrap my mind around that. But um, an update on Cambridge Analytica, they're apparently shutting down. Apparently, it's become too much. So I, you and I talked about this mm-hmm. uh, earlier, that even though Cambridge Analytica is shutting down, that just kind of opens the door for other companies. Like it's not, you know, Cambridge Analytica shutting down is not going to solve the problem. No, it's no, not no. going to make data mining and political elections, you know, like cleaner. Someone it's going to solve all corruption. Right. It's just, it's just there is now a hole in the market, and there are going to be people attempting to fill that hole. Yeah. Um, in this video, which, um, it's a YouTube video, um, done by Channel 4 News, um, uh, which I'll post to the website, um, our website, worldweliveen.org. Um, they, so they, they hired a person to, um, to pose as a, uh, it was, I think it was a Sri Lankan, um, uh, like, person who was very wealthy and wanted to do, wanted to run for like, run for office. And basically they, um, they, they have a few meetings and, um, the, the executive at Cambridge Analytica, he is, um, he claims that they've been involved in elections in Kenya, in Brazil, in a quote unquote Eastern European country. Just one of those. Just yeah, just one of those guys over there. Maybe like one of the really big ones that takes up, you know, that is in <laughs> thirteen time zones. Yeah, <laughs> that is in Europe and Asia. <laughs> one that's known for having corrupt political elections. Where I, I don't, I can't think of anything. Where the opposition, you know, disappears. Crazy. Yeah. Just one of those. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe our listeners can figure it out. I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm just going to move on. Um, so yeah, Brazil, some Eastern European country, um, Kenya, and I mean, who knows? Countless others. Possibly, possibly the our country. Po- <laughs> possibly, man. I just I just don't know who to believe anymore. Well, the uh, fake the fake thing. the fake news has gotten to you, <laughs> dude. Dude, it has. No, it seriously has. I don't know. I don't know what source to believe. I will say, good for you for being at least like a critical think. Like it's better, I think, to be skeptical of everything you yeah. read oh. than to believe everything you read. I agree. I agree. Well, I've talked about this with Elliot. There is just so much clutter. Oh well, that's that's like that's like the point. Is maybe told- maybe you don't believe everything, yeah. but it makes you skeptical of everything else. Dude, I I think that might be the case. That's scary. Dude, I mean, it is. That's it scary. Is. Um, I. Because you have dangerous time. Dangerous, dude. Seriously, we've dangerous. got we've got alternative facts. You have you just have so many people reporting so many things. Like you have. I don't know, man. You have, like, a Huffington Post. You have, like, some of those, uh, 
Dude, Fox, BBC, yeah, Vice. I mean, BBC, dude, Vice, Vice has Vice has gone an interesting direction. Now, now this is really popular on Facebook. Now this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's that one? Vox, V O X. Uh huh. Uh, I don't. You, uh, yeah, you just you have like, and then you have then you have magazines and things like Vanity Fair and all those other guys. Rolling, Rolling Stone. No. <laughs> like, when did you, when did you just, when did you stop reporting on music? Like, when did Rolling Stone, like, start, I don't know, I I don't, I don't read Rolling Stone, but I, f- I feel like they, they, uh, had a, they had a good niche. They, they, da- they dabble in everything. They dabble in everything. I don't know. Nothing, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to knock on people that try to be, like, socially aware and conscious and people. That's a good point. People hound celebrities just like, oh, go back to like being – oh, LeBron James criticized the – what, that Fox News anchor said, go uh, go, go just dribble, dribble a ball or Go something. just dribble a ball. Like, okay, no. Like, like you Le- can't say that. <laughs> LeBron is a, a, as much as of a full person as like anyone else just because he happens to be very good at basketball, in my opinion, the best ever. I, I want LeBron to be involved in – things like i want him to be socially aware i agree i totally and that's a good point that kyle should make we are not hounding anybody i we're not we're not hating on anyone for not for we're not hating on anyone for being socially active or expressing their opinion um the only thing i hate is when they stop doing what they originally had been doing i think i think it's tough because, like you said, there's so much information, and everyone thinks that they are, like, experts. Dude. But at the same time, everyone is yeah. reading, like, the information that they, like, want to be seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone reads the information that they want to see. For sure. And so you are you are bound to get off track of, like you said, when you, you stop doing what you were... Uh, Mm-hmm. What you were originally set out to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, well, I would encourage everyone to check out this. Um, check out this video. If you don't want to check out our website, just type in YouTube Cambridge Analytica Channel Four. I think it's the second video down. Um, it's about. It's nineteen minutes long. But you should also probably check out the website. But you should check out the website. Definitely check out the website. Um, video is super interesting um, it is it has the video has videos in it yes so that yeah uh probably mentioned they had uh, like a candy camera on the guy and everything's recorded um this is this arguably is the, well no i don't think it's arguably i think it is the expose that took down cambridge analytica mm-hmm. like the tr- the whole facebook trump thing i don't know a lot a lot of he said she said yeah. you know they could they probably could have survived that this though this is intense. This is oh, this is, yeah. This is a. Uh, Colin uh, Colin Cowherd says that that videos that like pictures are bad, but when you have videos, like it amplifies it. Oh, totally. You know you know what I mean. Like when you hear something, you're like, oh wow, that was like, not so great. But then if there's a video of it and you can see it and replay it, and it's like it is, you can't escape it because it is it is right in front of you. You are like you're looking at it, you're hearing it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it's taking up so much of your senses that it is just like undeniable. It's true. Yeah, you're 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 sensing more things. You got visual, you got sight. 
Ray, like Ray, Ray Rice wasn't suspended until the video came out. The video came out. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, oh, like oh. that doesn't that doesn't change what happened. Like no, Cambridge no. Analytica didn't become worse in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. <laughs> their operations, I imagine, remain very much the same. <laughs> But when you see the video and the guy kind of like bragging about how they've influenced elections, it's just, it's so dirty. It is. It's bragging as well. I mean, it's like, it's like, imagine a salesperson that, or yeah, imagine like a salesperson that is just overzealous. This is exactly what they are. This is exactly what they're doing. It's arrogant. Super duper arrogant. And now they are closing the doors. Well, I mean... This is not defending them in any in any way, but if I had influenced elections, I'd I'd probably be a little <laughs> probably be a little cocky about it. I mean that's if that's I mean, what you set out to do, that's just true. You'd probably feel good about your work. Yeah, yeah, you probably would. Again, not defending them in any way, but uh, you probably would feel pretty good about yourself. I mean that is that is no easy task. It's a, it's a big deal. Uh, yeah, dude, world the co- politics. The coordination to do that. It's probably pretty crazy. Oh, man. I cannot imagine all the moving pieces. Oh, my goodness, dude. No. No, I couldn't either. Just wild. Just wild. Well, okay. Earlier, I was talking about um, the story that I don't think a lot of people know about. And Kyle seems to agree. Um, This is the story of William Randolph Hearst and Harry Anslinger, who was uh, the head of the... um, what is now the DEA, but it was called the, I think, Bureau of Narcotics. Bureau of Narcotics. Yeah. So this uh, this kind of story is about how, basically how marijuana became illegal. And um, so I think the, so I'm sure a lot of people heard William Randolph Hearst. I think, I feel like that's one, along with like, the Carnegies, the Rockefellers, a lot of those huge, guys. Huge name. Big name. In names. America, American like family business. For sure. For sure. Um, so William Randolph Hearst, his father was a gold rush multimillionaire. So that, so he comes from money. Um, he was born in uh, San Francisco, uh, April 29th. Wow. Wow. What I've a day. Related. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you share a birthday. Close. Close, 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 close. close. You're the 26th. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. You're welcome. Um, but anyway, so he um, yeah comes from money, um, graduated from Harvard. Um, he, one of his, um, I guess, uh, role models, or it says William Randolph Hearst was inspired by Joseph Pulitzer who ran, like, one of the first major newspapers, the New York World. Um, or he was, he was a publisher. Um, so, William Randolph Hearst um, eventually got into um, newspaper um, in San Francisco. Um, his, yeah, they, the San Francisco Examiner. Um, and William... Um, Began to run the publication. Um, he invested uh, heavily in the paper, and I didn't know this. This is pretty cool. He hired um, some of the yeah some of the like the best writers of the time: Mark Twain, Ambrose Bierce, and Jack London. Um, so 
he got into journalism. He built this huge media empire. Um, yeah, he at one point in, by nine by eighteen ninety seven, Hearst two New York papers um, had actually beat Pulitzer with a combined circulation of one point five million. Wow. So that's for the. I feel like for the for, time, for the time, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, like he had he had built an empire. Um, so he dabbled in politics. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but it didn't really work out. Um, he yeah he he kind of ended up just kind of not doing that, even though he was a very influential businessman. Um, we just talk, politics isn't uh, isn't for everyone. No, not for everybody. Only for Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> um, so, by the 1920s, one in every four Americans read a Hearst newspaper. William Randolph Hearst's media empire had grown to include 20 daily and 11 Sunday papers in 13 cities. Um, so he had it going. Um the stock market crash and subsequent economic depression hit the Hor- the Hearst Corporation hard, uh, especially newspapers, which were not completely self-sustaining. He had to shut down the firm, the film company, and several of his publications. And by 1937, the corporation faced a court-ordered reorganization, and Hearst was forced to sell many of his antiquities and art collections to pay creditors. So this is where I think this story starts to come into play with the, I would say, his crusade against hemp. Mm-hmm. Now, hemp and marijuana are not the same. They are not. They are both part of the cannabis family, however. And it's kind of an interesting dynamic that he used to create kind of a mass hysteria for hemp. So, if you don't know much about hemp, um, it's understandable. Uh, Hemp, however, used to be a main source of basically everything. Yeah, it says applications, automobiles, body care, clothing, construction, food, plastic. Exactly. And, dude, um... The, the original American flags were made out of hemp. The biggest difference between hemp and marijuana is hemp has low THC. Yeah. Less than 3% to where marijuana has THC anywhere from 5 to 35%. Yeah. So there's no, there's no psycho in hemp. There's no psychoactive um, component to it. Actually, quick, quick break from the story. Yeah. I met one of my Lyft drivers uh, was a hemp farmer. Dude, I remember you saying that. <laughs> he oh he was like a 70-year-old who had retired, and he said that he grows hemp on his farm and that he has a hard time selling it because people think that he, they're trying – he's trying to sell them marijuana. Yep. And he talked about all the health benefits um, that hemp has, which I – uh, cannot recall, but I think he said something about like his vision getting better. And I was like, all right, I trust you. I yeah have never consumed hemp, but you know, good for you. Kentucky, um, is actually, 
Um, I, d- I, won't, I won't go into details because I don't know a bunch, but they are... I think they're experimenting with hemp farming and, or something like that, but... Um, so, yeah, things are... I, I feel like it's it's catching back on. Hemp but, is? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll go back um, to the story. So yeah, hemp, hemp was huge in, in like the 1700s, 1800s, and uh, even before that. Um, but, dude, this is crazy. Um, Henry Ford used hemp in his first Model T. And apparently, he, there there's a story of him taking a sledgehammer to the side of the car that was made out of hemp, and like it didn't damage anything. There was like minimal damage. Wow. Uh, yeah. So anyway, hemp, the point I'm trying to make is oh, hemp. The car, the car grown from the soil. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Hemp is extremely strong and a extremely durable fiber. Ten times stronger than steel. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says. That's what, what uh, it says. I've, no, I've heard that before, that, and that's what I was referring. Um, so my point, uh, we'll relate this back to William Randolph Hearst in a second. Um, Hearst, Hearst ran a newspaper company, which is obviously paper made from wood. Trees. Trees. And hemp was basically his main rival as a production at the time. Mm -hmm. So to squash out his competitors and to prohibit... um, And hemp's very easy to grow. Um, Much, much more... You can produce much more hemp than you can um, from, like, trees, from the pulp... Uh-huh. Of trees that are made to use paper. Um, uh, and one of the one of the major things that uh, I guess kind of set this off, he lost eight hundred thousand acres of timberland to Pancho Villa. Pan, sorry, Pancho Villa during the Mexican Revolution. That's it's <laughs> a lot of land. Hundred thousand acres. That is a lot of land. And so um, that kind of that kind of set this off, as um, we mentioned before. Um, but it kind of goes even deeper than that. So uh, Harry Anslinger, who I mentioned before, um, he was head of the Bureau of Narcotics, um, and he was put in charge of the Bureau of Narcotics by his wife's uncle, who was Treasury Secretary Andrew Mellon of Mellon Bank, which was one of the most powerful financial institutions in the world at the time. Um, Hearst, as we've said before, was Eight, a... Sorry. Go ahead. 800,000 acres is bigger than Rhode Island. Damn. Damn. Rhode Island is... Yep. It's, big, it's bigger than Rhode Island. Wow. So, just, just, for, just for reference. That's, that's pretty wild. Um, if you were to combine Rhode Island and Washington D.C., that is comparable, but eight hundred thousand is still more. Mm-hmm. So, the term marijuana is a Hispanic term. It is, and um, at the time in the late '30s, marijuana wasn't even in dictionaries. 
And if it weren't if it weren't for the efforts of Anslinger and Hurst, um, it says the herb would almost likely be referred to as cannabis. So they kind of coined the term marijuana um, as a mass kind of hysteria against it. So I was just say I, th- I think uh, the point of it was to to link it to a uh, minority to marginalize the. The people, you know, and the drug. It was. Simultaneously. No, it totally was. And Anslinger did this. He drew upon social stereotypes and prejudices of the day to stigmatize cannabis. He's quoted in saying, there are 100,000 total marijuana smokers in the U.S. And this was back in the late 30s. And most are... No, I just want to... This is a quote. Just want to clarify. This is a quote. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very racially charged and, uh, terms that we don't like to use, but don't condone, don't condone, definitely don't condone. There are a hundred thousand total marijuana smokers in the U S and most are Negroes, Hispanics, Filipinos, and entertainers. Their satanic music, jazz, and swing results from marijuana use. This marijuana causes white women to seek sexual relations with Negroes, entertainers, and others. Um... Anslinger also made highly inflammatory and provocative statements involving significant fear-mongering such as marijuana is an addictive drug which promotes, or sorry, which produces in its users insanity, criminality, and death. Um, yeah. So, he also is quoted in saying, <laughs> Reefer makes darkies think they're as good as white men. He also proclaimed, you smoke a joint and you're likely to kill your brother. Obviously a racist. Um, Obviously obviously racist. Obviously racist. Obviously... uh, I'd say obviously politically motivated. Dude, without a doubt. You smoke a joint and you're likely to kill your brother. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Um... I mean, obviously, if you're if you are you know a white person at the time and you read this, you probably, I mean, you're more you're likely to kill your brother. That is, I mean, for anyone. But if you're like, you know, in the time, uh, white people had most of the power. If you read this, that's not you know that's not what you're looking for. Well, what's also crazy as as we were talking about previously about how much how many news sources we have today. At this time, this was the only source of news. It was either, if you had a radio, it was a radio, but most people got their news from, um, paper. He, like, William Randolph Hearst, like, ran information. And he's actually, um, he is, um, I've never heard this term before. It's called, uh, yellow journalism. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never heard of yellow journalism before, but yeah, it's like the it's the idea of like basically printing like provocative headlines just to like capture people's attention mm-hmm. is basically what I, I uh, asserted or uh, ascertained. That pretty, it is. pretty much, yeah. It's kind of like related to tabloids. Tabloids is a good word. Yep, yep. Um, so. Hearst, uh, this is where this is where it kind of ties into like big families and lots of money. So Hearst and Anslinger were supported by Lamont Dupont and the, of the Dupont Chemical Company, 
and a variety of pharmaceutical corporations, all of which had financial interest in defeating hemp to promote their own products. So hemp, hemp is extremely flexible. It can be used in many, 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 many different products. So, for example, DuPont began selling rayon, a man-made fiber, in 1924 and invented nylon, a synthetic competitor to hemp, which I'm sure most people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. One reason pharmaceutical and petrochemical companies dislike cannabis was because people could grow it themselves. It should be noted, Andrew Mellon, who we mentioned earlier um, in relation to Anslinger, the Treasury Secretary who appointed Anslinger to the Federal Bureau of Narcotics and the wealthiest man in America at the time, was along with Mellon Bank a financial backer of DuPont. So, of, right, of course, it's financially motivated. And it's all tied in because Mellon appointed uh-huh. Anslinger, who he knew was going to destroy, oh, what is helped that? us uh, destroy. What is that called? Nepotism. Ne- nepotism. That is nepotism. That is nepotism also, at its finest. I have found a bureau that is below the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Ah, the Bureau the, of Narcotics. The Federal Bureau of Narcotics yes. is, I think, is my least favorite least bureau. Least favorite one. Definitely. So, which, what other bureaus? The Federal Bureau of <laughs> Narcotics in 1930s is, is my least favorite bureau. No bueno. Um, so, yeah. I mean, dude, of, co- of course they didn't want it. People could grow it themselves. That takes money out of their own pocket. Exactly. Exactly. They, I mean... As as interesting as the story is, it's pretty straightforward. Like there is no kind of like roundabout thing here. They wanted to take the power out of the common person's hands. Follow the uh, follow the money. Yeah. You you produce it, you get arrested. Simple as that. I love I love the uh, the 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 smear campaign section oh, of the, of this gosh. article. Yeah. Uh, they said that there there was an article that was uh, published that said marijuana, the assassination of youth. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... again. This was a, this was a time in between World War One and World War Two mm-hmm. where I don't know, like people like went to war and their lives sucked. Life was hard. It's kind of a free for all. It was just a free-for-all, man. Like, as much as there was, like, a political system, it was pretty much a free-for-all. The 20s were insane. We're in 20s. Just insane. Um, yeah, there's a picture here of a, a giant... Looks... I guess it's... Oh, that's Satan. That's the devil. That's that's the devil. That's devil's lettuce right there. The devil is green in this picture. He's not red. Similar to... Mar- marijuana's green. Marijuana's green. And the devil is and green. And the devil's... The devil apparently changed colors. Just for this ad, crazy. The words, the words on this ad, are <laughs> sin, degradation, uh-huh. vice, insanity, and debauchery, <laughs> along with a giant, just like giant blunt <laughs> that says marijuana on it. <laughs> oh man, dude! Also, that is like such a nineteen twenties or nineteen thirties like. Oh, like I, um, I don't know what you call it, uh, animation or oh yeah, yeah, 
illustration. Illustration, yes. Um, in the in the ad as well, with the devil is depicted a a, a white lady mm-hmm. with what would appear to be some marijuana in her mouth, with her hands on the devil. Yep. They are, they are embracing. Man, man. I think it's I think it's important to put yourself in like a a nineteen a late nineteen thirties like person who probably doesn't know much about this. So I I was gonna bring that up like you said with the um this was your source of information there wasn't the level of alternate news source or like education available like available mm-hmm. if you want to know something today you can go on the internet. And you can type in, I want to learn about cars. And Google will tell you that they gave you 100,000 results about cars in three quarters of a second. In, you know, like in the, in the 30s, know, that funny. was like, th- this was your source of information. If you're like, oh, wow, this uh, makes you dumber. You could kill your brother. This will ruin your life. That is like what you naturally, that's what you believe. Yep. Yep. It's true. Um, as, yeah, as for as much as I was saying earlier, like there's so many news sources, I would rather have more news sources. I would rather have to sift through a hundred thousand news sources than only have the radio or I should say three, only have the radio, the newspapers and these, yeah, these, these ridiculous posters. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um... So there's really one more piece of information that I think we probably should end with, and it concerns um, Dr. William Woodward, who was a doctor, lawyer, and a legislative counsel to the American Medical Association. He testified before Congress at a 1937 hearing to outlaw cannabis, stating that there was no evidence that the herb is dangerous. He warned that prohibition loses sight of the fact that future investigations may show that there are substantial medical uses for cannabis. Um, so, yeah. This dude said it back in 37, and we are just at the beginning of... I'd say, yeah, we're at the, we're at the steps of, you know, at least... Fed, so, I mean, states... States legalization uh, have legalized it. Yeah. Or I mean, the I know the the Trump administration is against uh, marijuana, but we have uh, there Colorado, California, Nevada. Yep. Oregon. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I don't know if Washington. I'm not sure about Washington State. But there, there are some states that have come a long way since 1938. So uh I mean it it sounds it sounds like pe- that people have known for a while but that it kind of you know was just so demonized that it went so far one direction that you know it was just a long way back. It's true. It's, it's very true. It's gone so far in the one direction. Um and if, I I will say of, of course there you know there's negative effects to to everything and of course, if you if you do you know if you do something too much, it it it, it will negatively affect your life. And Dude, if you overdo anything, it's going to negatively affect your life. L- l- literally, almost anything. I think I think what what 
bothers me the most about this is that it a lot of people are in jail and have spent a lot of time in jail for something that we know today as I so the only word that is 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 minimally like harmful because it's not harmless nothing that nothing, you put yeah. in your body That's is harmless it's a good point to make but is is it worth spending like 20 years in jail for 40 years like in my opinion no absolutely and not it, i absolutely find it not. very sad and it hurts me that that is the reality for a lot of people and you know mostly minorities yep you know what i mean mostly mostly african americans and and hispanic people and that makes me sad unfortunately yes that's true that's true um yeah i think i'll end with one more quote um this is from uh one of the drug enforcement agency's own chief administrative law judges francis young um young after lengthy hearings regarding the efficacy of the herb in 1989, stated marijuana in its natural form is one of the most is one of the safest therapeutical active substances known. It would be unreasonable, arbitrary, and capricious for the DEA to continue to stand between those sufferers and the benefits of this substance. And despite his strong official opinion, the DEA didn't not implement his ruling and allow the rescheduling and testing of marijuana, citing a procedural technicality. So. Capricious. That's a, that's a money word. Yeah. You don't hear that much. It's a good word though. It kind of just, it, it doesn't roll off the tongue, but it feels good to say. I was going to say, fun to say. Fun to say. Um, so I don't know. For me, like, Kind of what you were saying. It's minimally harmful, and obviously, I mean, you can you can find um, you can find information easily about the medicinal properties of cannabis and the plant. Um, and even if you don't, even if you don't like smoking it, it's extremely hard to deny that there are medical benefits to it so yep yeah if you yeah 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 i was just gonna say if you don't don't believe in the medical benefits then you you know no one's gonna make you do it no that's very true yeah at least there's no more posters of the devil the <laughs> devil lettuce the devil yeah the devil lettuce there was the the I may, it might have been in one of the other ones. There was a... There were, like, different names that they referred to it as. And some of them were just hilarious. I can't remember which... Oh. Yeah, well, there were there were actually three films. There were Reefer Madness, um, 1936, Marijuana, Assassin of Youth, and Marijuana, The Devil's Weed. There you go. The Devil's Weed. I mean, the in, in the in I read I read uh, in the article that we were talking about. It said marijuana. Like if you smoke marijuana, you'll pick up a knife and go run around like stabbing people outside. Yeah. 
George Washington. Hemp farmer. Hemp farmer. Thomas Jefferson, hemp farmer. Father of America, hemp farmer. Yep. Wild stuff. So why, that's why you get into politics, man. Yeah. You said, why do you... <laughs> so you have the power. You can, can shift things around. You can change it up. You can outlaw something that is completely harmless. No, it's not, they're not even the same thing. Hemp and marijuana are not even the same thing. They just come from the same plant. They're part of the cannabis family. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, alternative facts going a long way. Love it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope people, I hope you enjoy that story because I think it's something that people don't hear. And I, if I hadn't listened to, um, Joe, Joe Rogan actually talks about it. Shout out Joe Rogan. It's where I initiate. Yeah, shout out Joe Rogan podcast. A lot of great information on that on his show. Unbelievable. But yeah, he mentions it. Well, I mean, he's mentioned it multiple times while I've listened, and uh, I think it's a story that people should know about because um, I think people just take a lot of stuff for granted, a lot of information for granted. Absolutely. So they absolutely do. Yeah, that was a good story. Uh, anything else? <sighs> um. No, nothing. Nothing for me. Close I'm good. Oh yeah. Okay. So going going off, Eric brought up last week in Nashville. Uh-huh. I think it was last week, maybe the week before, about how we saw the tractor pulling. Oh yes, crazy Nashville stories. Yes. Yes. So Let's keep it going. So Eric last week saw it was kind of just like a flat bed that had some fences on it. With the John Deere truck. With pulling? the John Deere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today I was picking up Eric. Um, from work and uh, down in downtown, I saw it was a it was a raised pickup truck with similar just like fencing that you could probably set up at like from like Home Depot for like thirty bucks for like thirty yards, and then they put benches on it, and it was just riding around the street, and it said "See Nashville from like a higher point of view dot com or something." But I was like, what? Oh, yeah. How? From a higher point of view. <laughs> the highest. The highest point of view. I saw that and I was like, how is riding in the back of like a, a, a truck bed illegal mm-hmm. when that is like literally what they're doing? Because <laughs> they I know for a fact that if you if 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 the wind was too heavy that day, those fences would blow over. Without a doubt. And not even the fences blowing over. It's not safe. No, it's not safe. But also, those people are probably drunk. Oh, hammered. Hammered. Listen, if anyone listening to this <laughs> is coming to Nashville, send send us a DM on Twitter. Message me on Facebook. Um, we'll, 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 we'll give you some spots. Please, please do not. Please do not jump on one of these things. Please don't. World, uh, yeah. Yeah, DM us. We'll we'll sort it out for you. We'll we'll give you some tips. We, please don't jump on these things. We should start. We should start a tour should, guide. Yeah, we should, yeah. We should start something. We should start some travel, some tr- some Nashville tourism thing. It would, dude. It was it was ridiculous. It, it's it's silly. Just please don't. Please DM us. Um. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Um, I can't, like, how, how, what I don't understand is, like, how is that any sort of, like, legal or, like, regulated? 
We honestly, dude, we might have to like. I I might have to research this. There because might because I am really interested. I bet there's a law that says if you're doing a tour, pretty much anything goes. Dude, there might. There might. That's the that's the only thing I can think of. If a, a tour vehicle's standards must be significantly less than every other vehicle, which doesn't make sense because a tour vehicle probably has more people on it. Yeah. Or in it. I think I mentioned this last week. There, dude, there has to be some revenue sharing with the city. That's what I'm thinking. Or they get them to sign a waiver that says anything that happens to you is not. Oh, uh, dude, 100. percent Because that that yeah. truck was a total liability. Oh my gosh, yeah. Especially, if, especially if you're. The pedal taverns are safer. I would agree. Well, you can only go so fast. You can only go so fast, when you're, and you're sitting down. If you're in the bed of a truck on a bench that has been. Drilled in yeah. thirty minutes ago with <laughs> <laughs> with a with a plastic fence. <laughs> um, yeah, pedal taverns are safe. I would pe- I would do a pedal tavern. I would encourage people to do pedal taverns. They seem pretty fun. But yeah, so some of those new things that they're just throwing on the streets. Don't please don't. It's, uh, it's out of hand. Yeah, we yeah. we should create our own propaganda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the devil's truck. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's truck. Uh, oh man. Well, I think that's a good. Uh, it's a good story to end on. Um, you can find us on social media. Uh, find us on my Facebook page, um, Twitter, World We Live Pod. Find us on website at um, worldweliving.org. Um, we're on um, Audio Boom, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Rate and review. Um, ratings and reviews, um, are very important. Or encouraged. Yeah. If, uh, if you have not done so and you've been listening for... As long as this episode. Yeah. If you've made it this far. If you've made it this far. If you have made... I probably should do these at the beginning. There's always next week. Force people to listen to them. <laughs> it's like the it's like the credits. Yeah, we're at the credits. Now, if you've made it this far, you're hoping for some more content at the end. If you made it this far, you've obviously enjoyed the episode. <laughs> so just get on your computer, rate and review. We would really appreciate it. Next um, week, we're gonna hit you with some opening credits. Yeah. So if you listen next week, it's gonna be at the beginning. Just a heads up. Um, but. Thank you for listening. Um, We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye.